Welcome to another live episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E, and I have a very special guest. She's an author, a speaker, a coach, and, and I'm very excited to have her on the show. Welcome to the welcome to the show, Sharon Hughes. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. So how's your day going? It's good. It's good. It's it's Tuesday, right? Yes, it is Tuesday. <laughs> it is Tuesday. But I'm, let's, listen, let's just jump right into it. So, it. So share with us. What what's the inspiration behind you writing the girl in the garage? Oh my gosh. You know, I, I tell people like I was kind of punked, punked by the creator of the universe. I I always knew that I had a book in me, but I didn't expect it to be my story and to become a workbook for people that have had trauma and self-worth issues. And really the funny backstory is that I went to a speaker's conference and I had something very safe to prepare. And I felt like I was being told that you need to tell your story. And so I started reaching out to different friends and saying, I think I'm supposed to tell my story, but I couldn't get anybody on the phone. And I was really struggling with whether to do it or not. And I was getting messages back from friends that were like, oh, you're fine. Just tell your story. We're going to dinner. <laughs> like, oh, you don't quite understand because you don't know the whole story. So I ended up telling my story in three steps to letting go of your past. And when I walked off the stage, I knew that was the book, The Girl in the Garage. So I'm the girl in the garage, in case you didn't, didn't guess that. <laughs> no, no, it, it's... It's great. Sometimes I feel like some everybody has a book inside of them. They just they yeah. just don't know how to let it out. Yeah, yeah. Especially when it's like a crazy story, because you know a lot of people put their stories out there, but you need to be super mindful of your audience, especially when you're dealing with something like trauma, because you don't want your audience to be triggered. So, for anybody that's curious about the book, it's very PG. So if you've had some trauma. You should not be triggered. I can't promise anything because, you know, sometimes we still get triggered, but you should find comfort in it. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it, it, it is, everyone, ha everyone has their story. I've, I've has I've had some, some tragedies in my life and it's, it's molded and shaped, shaped me into who I am. And, and of course, mm -hmm. um, every, everyone, the reason I started the podcast was because I got furloughed from my job and mm. I, I wasn't working and I had been wanting to do a podcast. And so when I finally got up the nerve and courage to start my podcast and do it, um, just, it just took off. It just started, wow. but it, it took me being consistent with it. It, it was just, yeah. what, what, what I mean, it took off. It was just inside of me. It was like, yo, okay. Once I started, it was like, all right, you can't stop me now. Yeah. It just started. It was just. It was just me. Just wanting to improve, and wanting to get better at this because I found something that this is. This is something that I'm making an impact. People, can, yeah. people can relate to certain stories that people come on and share. Some people can relate to my story, and to be able to have that impact in someone's life, it was like, okay, all right yeah. now I know my purpose. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be sharing my voice, my stories and other people's stories so that people can who who are struggling out there especially during the pandemic a lot of people yeah. were struggling they were they needed that content they needed to mm -hmm. be to consume that content to keep their minds busy and keep them away from what was going on in the world yeah yeah 
I really believe that for for every individual, whatever your calling and your purpose is, is it's going to be something that fills your cup so that you can pour into other people's cups. Because if you're doing something and it's just sucking the life out of you, that's no way to live. So I'm really glad that you started your show and that you stuck with it and and you found your groove. Yeah. So 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 what are key steps or strategies that you recommend for people who who want to break free from their lack of confidence or or self-worth? Yeah. Well, I teach confidence and self-worth completely different than most people do. I really believe that confidence is a skill set. So in the same way that you decided like, hey, I want to start a show, I'm going to I'm going to figure this out. The first time you got your equipment and set it up and maybe you did some some test rolls, you were like, oh, yeah, don't don't love that. Let's try it again. Um, so like you built your confidence because you stuck with it and you practiced. So that's really the essence of confidence is you just you try something and you keep going, even though it feels kind of awkward and messy, because it always does when it's something new. So confidence is completely different than self-worth. Self-worth is if you would have asked yourself the question, do am I worthy of having a show? Am I good enough to have a show? And then once you started to get success, started thinking, oh, if people knew that, you know, over here in, in my personal life, I struggled with this or that, they wouldn't listen to my show, you know, like kind of like an imposter syndrome type of thing, or feeling like you're not worthy of love because you've made a mistake. All those type of things are indicators of a self-worth issue. And a lot of times it's deeply rooted in something that has happened that's that's really wounded us, most likely in childhood. And somehow it takes root and it just seems like uh, as you go through life, something gets piled onto that type of scenario that grows it. And after a while, you've got this mountain that you're looking at that becomes something very difficult to manage. No, you're absolutely right. Um, you mentioned when I when started with my podcast, it was it was times where I had no self confidence in myself. I was like, oh man, why would someone want to listen to me? I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't have no topics. I don't know what it is that I'm supposed to do, and I sound horrible. And and people would be like, no, you don't sound horrible. Just just keep doing what you're doing. But it was just me. It was just the self-doubt that I had in myself. Yes. Until I finally went, yeah. you know what? Press record and just release it. Yeah. And that's what it took. It took me finally building up the courage to just, because all I was doing was record and delete, record and delete, record and delete. Mm-hmm. And I was, because I'm like, I'm waiting for the perfect time. There is no perfect time. How am I going to, how am I going to know if I'm good at it if I'm not? If I'm not yeah. putting it out there. Yeah. I think what you just said is such a key point is that it was self-doubt. Because as you were saying it, I was thinking, that's self-doubt. That's not a lack of confidence. Yeah. So that's really important that let all of us recognize that because it's okay to have self-doubt. It's okay to be like introspective and go, you know, maybe you, you embark on something, you go, 
what am I doing here? Like, you know, like, does this make sense? Like, you know, we want to make really wise decisions. And sometimes when we make a decision that doesn't work out, we can get really down on ourselves, but we have to remember this. We made the best decision that we could at the time with the information that we had. And so what happened? Let's say, let's say the podcast didn't work out. You still learned a whole bunch of skills and you probably had a good time at some point. Yeah. Like you, you learn. Like everything is about learning. I, I get really frustrated with this world that makes it all out to be. It's like win or lose. It's all. It's like always this win or lose. Like why can't it be win, win, grow, win some more, win bigger, grow some more? Like what's this whole lose thing about? And, and you know what? It, it's I've come to not look at it as, as losses is to me is now less lessons being learned. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. if, you, if you look at it as, as losses, then it's going to, that's going to make you, it's going to hurt. It's going to, it's going to feel bad inside. Like you, nobody yeah. wants to think of themselves as a loser, but yeah. if you go and look at it as lessons learned mm -hmm. and like, all right, this didn't work for me. Let's what, yeah. what, what can I do to change the results of that? Yeah. What is it that I have to do within myself that's going to yeah. help me change the results? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a super healthy way, like an emotional, well-being, healthy way to look at something. It's it's called reframing, basically. Yeah. No, it's, like you said, even, even if I, even if the podcast wasn't successful, I've, I've learned skills mm -hmm. that, I can apply somewhere else. I've learned how to edit mm -hmm. audio. I've yeah. learned how to edit video. Yeah. I've learned how to create titles and graphic designs and all these different things, skills that I didn't have prior to starting my podcast. Exactly. So now these are skills that people are paying for. Yeah. There's a lot of people who don't want to sit down and edit their podcasts. Yeah. It's it can be frustrating. Okay. <laughs> editing editing is um, you know, like it, that's a skill set. You have to be like precise. Yeah. I edit my own show too. I, I haven't dropped an episode in a while. My Mac went down and I was using GarageBand and I was like, no, <laughs> come back to me. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so so you have a podcast. I do. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of your podcast? called to confidence because and i really believe that we're all called to confidence i don't believe any of us are called to unworthiness like even when you say the word unworthy like your body just shifts you just it just makes you feel bad when you're like i'm called to be confident wow what does that mean for me what would that look like for me how could that affect my life you know, my community, my family, my career. It's a whole different, like, shift in your body, shift in your mind. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> so something I relate with you is the um, best friend over coffee communication. Like, people, when the people sit, sit down and speak to me, they're like, it's so easy to speak to you. Yeah. It's, it's just, it just flows. So I kind of understand when you mean when you, what you mean when you say uh, coffee is best, whatever. But um, what what is that something you you've learned, or is that just this is that just how you just flow in your conversations? 
I think that's just how I am. I've always been an extrovert, a people watcher. I'm that person that talks to strangers in the grocery store. I know some people are like rolling their eyes right now. They're like, no, because somebody I'm really close to will be like, I don't make eye contact with strangers because I don't want people to talk to me. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, because I'm that person that will say, hi, how are you? <laughs> I feel your pain. But no, I've just always been a real big people lover. Yeah. Oh, the wife, my wife calls me the mayor. Like the mayor of your own state. No, no, when we go out, when we go out, like we're and we're walking through the store or whatever, it's always I'm always running to somebody saying hi, or whatever. Oh. Like, oh my god! And she doesn't. She's the opposite, completely opposite. She sees somebody she works with, or she goes down the other aisle. <laughs> I would drive her bananas. <laughs> oh, so I do. I do. <laughs> I, I definitely do. I, I know I drive her up the wall. Oh, that's so funny. Good. Keep her in check. <laughs> <laughs> so you have um, the Confidence Academy. Academy. Yeah. Tell us something about that. Yeah. So that's where I teach people how to think for themselves, not against themselves. So basically creating new patterns of thinking, um, also known as neuropathways, so that we can stop thinking negative thoughts and hating on ourselves and hating on the world around us. You know, it's, it's almost like it's an epidemic, you know, like you turn on the whatever show and it's just like, people are so drawn to the negativity until they've had enough of it. Right. And then they break up with it, but we have to learn to think for ourselves. And there's so many benefits health wise, you know, emotional benefits, our relationships, you sleep better. So I teach that and I'm getting ready to completely relaunch that with a leadership aspect that I'm really excited about because a lot of people get promoted and they've never, never had that opportunity to learn how to lead other people because we want to be leaders, right? We don't want to manage people. I feel like managing people is just like, that's kind of like a depressing way to look at things. Like who wants to manage somebody? And I say that because, um, Okay, I'm going to tell you a little secret. For a really long time, I had a lot of people in my life that that they they kind of tolerated me. I felt like I was something for them to deal with or to manage. You know, I wasn't being celebrated for being the crazy extrovert that talks to everybody. And then I came into a place where people started calling me um, sunshine. Like if I said, hey, good morning, they'd be like, good morning, sunshine. And I was like, okay, that's weird. And then somebody wrote me a note. And it, it really brought tears to my eyes, but they were like, you don't know the effect that you have on other people because you're always so upbeat. Like you're always, you know, saying good morning, offering to grab somebody a coffee, whatever. And I think that that's a really good lesson for a lot of us because we go through life and we're just kind of, you know, doing our thing. People are not necessarily always going to open up, but you, you don't know the impact that you have on other people. And it's so important to be aware of that because it works both ways, right? Like it works in that positive way or the person that's like, remember Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh? He's always like, why bother? You know, he's just like so depressed. It's like, well, we don't want to be that. <laughs> we can have that effect too. So yeah, that's that's a little, little secret I've never told on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, um, so okay. 
I, I I've learned a lot within for the last oh my so when I in 2008 my wife passed away in a car accident but she's the one wow. who introduced she introduced me into to the world of self-development and self-love wow. and wow and and so I, I've always said she's prepared she was preparing me for what was to come wow and and of course I kind of lost myself for, for a while because it was like one tragedy after another mm. but when I've not finally decided to to, to to seek the help that I needed and, and turn my life around yeah, and got, and, and got back into the self-development and self-love and things just started changing for the, for the best. I've, I, I met my wife that I'm with now, um, <clears throat> started a great career that it, it's, it, it's easy job. And, and it allows me the time to come in and now do my podcasting. Mm. So once I stopped being angry, because mm-hmm. I was angry for for quite a while with with God and and life and everything with everything yeah. that went on, and decided to and 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 really decided to flip that switch and be like you know why am I so angry? The, I, I, the things that happened to me were out of my control and out of my hands, and and I should and and I needed to really mm-hmm. change, just forgive and 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 just. Realize that hey, this is life. This happens. You can continue to be angry, or you can, or you can actually start serving the purpose you're here for. Mm. And so when I when I shift shifted from that mentality and got back into the the self development again, I said I I attracted my my wife back, attracted my wife into my life. Now I have wonderful friends that, especially right, one of them is on the uh, in the chat right now, Ben Seller of the Third. Hmm. These just started building these relationships and truly found my purpose in doing my podcast to be able to share my story. Like I said, be able to share what's going on, what's going on in my life or my guests sharing what happened in their lives and having people send messages like I needed to hear that story today. Mm. Or I needed to hear that other story. Yeah. Or I needed to hear that message. Yeah. And so I'm blessed again, like I said, prior to yeah. us starting the show, I'm blessed being able to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you just said is like literally the golden ticket. You decided to stop being angry. You know, you, you decided to move your life forward. That is literally the golden ticket right there. Like we could just stop the show right there. <laughs> That's it. Mic drop golden ticket. <clears throat> stop being angry because really we get to choose. So that's that's one of the principles in my book is you have the power of choice. It's like a superhuman superhero power. You get to choose everything. What mm-hmm. socks you're going to wear, what sandwich you're going to eat. Are you going to pay your bills? Like everybody says, oh, I have to pay my bills. No, you really don't. There's consequences <laughs> if you don't. There's yes. a better consequence if you do. But nobody has to do anything. We all have choices. Yeah. So you chose to move forward. You chose to stop being angry. So when you realize how powerful that choice is, everything changes for you. So that's that's literally like step one in my book. So thank you for the setup. That was great. <laughs> so what's step two? Step two is let's get let's get down to brass tacks of what have you been dragging around 
in your life, like your whole life. So I'll tell you a story. I had really, really crazy upbringing from abuse, um, parental abduction, homelessness, like everything was crazy. I know I don't look like it, but <laughs> I think that's why people look at, they'll listen to me. Cause they'll be like, really you? Yeah. All that you'd be amazed, and more. You'd be, you'd be amazed. You'd be amazed at some of the stories. Like when, when, when people find out that I was homeless, they're like, you, but they don't, they don't believe those. They, they don't believe they look yeah. at you now because they see you as the person now. Yeah. They can't imagine you as that person or going through whatever you were going through at that moment. Yeah. That's and true. so yeah, I, I understand. I understand that where people yeah. look at you now and be like, nah, you weren't homeless or you didn't go through what yeah. you went through. And 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 it's it's and then when they truly do hear the story, they're like, oh my God. It's it's yeah. just it's just a, a different, yeah, it's it's different. It's it's crazy that people would you would be you would be it would be amazed at some of the stories that you hear from people and you and you're like, wow, you went through that. Yeah. Yeah, when I was 17, my um, high-functioning high alcoholic father kicked me out. And so when, you know, most girls were learning how to drive and getting ready for prom and all that stuff, I was couch surfing until I caught up with an older brother. He was a lot older than me, and he was a drug dealer, and his wife was a stripper. So it was like the perfect environment for a 17-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it was the grace of God that I didn't end up going down either one of those paths. But I I really wanted the American dream. I wanted the house with the dog in the yard and the picket fence and baking cookies and all that. So um, getting to uh, step two is what I was dragging around about myself was that I was a throwaway. I was no good because of all the the abuse I'd been through. It, it really culminated when I was 16 and I went to a Halloween party. I went with an older boy. I, that's You know that's bad just as soon as I say it. Bad thing to do for a 16-year-old to be out with, you know, I don't even know how old he was. He was in college and he had a car. Really didn't know this guy very well. But he worked at a, a restaurant that my, my mom and stepdad and I would go to. And anyway, so he invites me to this Halloween party at one of his sister's homes. When we got there older boy is not very interested in, you know, the young high school girl. And I was really bummed out because I didn't know anybody at the party. I didn't really know what to do with myself. I was like, well, this is no fun. Well, another sister hands me a, a drink. I take the drink in the bathroom and I take a few sips and, you know, I'm fixing my costume and immediately I'm feeling so tired. And I remember thinking I need to lay down on the floor for just a minute. And seven hours later, I woke up in a garage at another location being assaulted by the older boy. So when I got home after four in the morning and parents weren't up, front door was locked, the light was off. When, when they finally opened the door, they just looked at me. They didn't say, you know, are you okay? What happened? Where have you been? Nothing. And it wasn't dealt with. It never was. And that was really what sealed to me. You're no good. Nobody cares. You don't, you don't need to tell anybody, Not you don't have anybody to tell for one thing, but why would you tell anybody? They're not going to believe you, you know, you're cheap, you're trash, you're this and that. So one morning I was laying in bed and I was praying and I was literally at the lowest point in my life. And this was about seven or eight years ago. 
after having dark night of the soul, I said to God, I am not going to make it. And just as clear as you and I are talking to each other, he goes, what are you believing about yourself? And I was like, are you kidding me? You know, all the things, you know, it's this, it's that. And he interrupted me and he said, is it true? Well, there's another mic drop. Is it true? Am I a throwaway? Am I here for the taking? Like who told you that? So when you start realizing that you're dragging things around about yourself that are not true, that's really, really freeing. And it allows you to go into step three and say, okay, if I'm not that, then who am I? So a few years ago, I was working in corporate training and it was right after I'd received those two, I call them the God questions because they're not just for me, but they're for everybody. And I was like, I'm taking this into corporate training because I was given free creative reign, just basically do anything that I wanted. So I told everybody in the group, I had men and women, all different departments at the company that I worked at and all different ages. And I said, think of the thing. It's the person that walked out on you and said that, you know, you're, you're not worthy of being loved. It's the coach that said, you're not good enough. You won't make the cut. It's a teacher that said, you're stupid. What have you been dragging around? I said, don't tell me. I did this whole training. I get to the end and I said, okay, that thing I told you to hold on to, I said, what if you're not that? What if that's a big lie? Who would you be? And a lady sitting in the front just blurted out free. And I was so surprised because, you know, we're like all polite in corporate training. I couldn't believe she said that. And I thought, okay, I'm totally onto something. So wrapped that up and she came to me afterwards and she was just talking to me about it. And she was just telling me like all this stuff and how that had touched her so deeply and how she was going to go home and have a conversation with her young daughter. It was like nine or 10 years old and she needed to take care of some business. And I was really, really grateful for that feedback. Cause I thought, okay, it's probably just a one-off though, but I'm going to do this again. So I teach another class, same thing, guys, gals, all different departments, all different, um, income levels too. We had some people that worked in our shop, some people that were in the sales team making, you know, bigger paychecks. So it didn't matter. This is like not a question depending on your demographic. So that time, two people started crying. And I'm like, dang, I'm going to get fired. You can't make people cry in corporate training. And the one girl that was crying, she was in her early 20s. And she was crying so hard, she had to leave the room. And then a guy that was crying, he was in his later 30s, he came up to me and he goes, Sharon, I have not talked to my family in 10 years, and I'm going to call them tonight. And I was like, holy cow, this is so powerful. So for your audience, you need to think right now, what have you been dragging around? Like what lies have you believed? Now think about what if that's not true? Who could you be? We really need to think about what is possible for you when you let go of the lies. Yeah, we've been, we've been programmed our whole entire lives yeah. to believe a certain thing and and it's not true. A lot of the yeah. things they tell us is not true. They, they don't. Yeah. We're we're capable of so much more. And yeah. but like like that programming is so so strong that people just don't have the confidence and they don't believe in themselves and they don't believe that they're capable of such amazing things. Mm -hmm. it, it, and then it's, it's, 
and I understand because I was I was one of those people. Yeah. I was someone I was someone who didn't believe in myself, who didn't have the confidence, who didn't know what my purpose in life was. It, it took me 40 something years to figure out my purpose. Yeah. Yeah, I think and, I was in my late 40s when I started really doing the work. I won't tell you how old I am now. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it out. We'll keep it a secret. <laughs> but no, it, it really is. It's it's it took me to my 40s to realize this is what I want to do. This is what what I'm here for. Yeah. And to finally be able to find that and be able to share that with other people and be able to figure it out for myself, just within myself, it's changed a lot now. Because now I'm I'm more into really wanting to share and help as many people as possible. Yeah. And, and people and one of one of the things people ask me, oh, how do you what's success to you? It, it's being able to impact one person's life. That to me is success. If I'm able to help one person change their lives and help ch- change the tra- the ch- uh, change the way their life is going, yeah. then I'm doing I'm doing the right thing. Totally, totally. That's so beautiful. Like you and I would not be sitting here right now if we had not made the decisions that we made. You this to start a show, yeah, yeah. Me to tell the story. You to invite me on. Everything is a decision. Every single thing. Yeah. It's it's have we not made the decisions to do what we're doing? None of the thing, none of the conversations I've had, none of the podcasts you've appeared on, none of the things, none of those things would have happened. But it took us making those choices. Yeah. Making the decision to do that. And you know what's really cool? Because we don't know how many people will listen to this and how much it will change their life. Like even it could be like a year, somebody's scrolling through all your shows and they just happen to land here and hear one thing, like what you said, you decided not to be angry. It's like, bingo, you win. Like, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 no, it, it's it's you laugh we laugh now but it's just amazing like you didn't it took it took so long to realize this this is something that people should be learning from a very young age yeah and that's and it's and it's crazy because that's when we really start the programming starts beginning is is when we're kids when they start telling they start limiting us with our beliefs and telling us oh we can't accomplish mm-hmm. this and and that's where a lot of the stuff starts happening yep yeah. Okay. You and I just solved all the world's problems. We can go on <laughs> vacation now. <laughs> Let's <Nah>. go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> yeah. No. But no. But doing doing the show and being able to because when I first started, it wasn't the show that it is now. It was yeah. me more focusing on all the nonsense that was going on in the news and everything. It's just me venting, and and I enjoyed doing the podcast. And but it, it wasn't until I started interviewing people and having much more conversations, which where which then I decided like this is what I want. I want to be able to have these conversations, have people come on, share their stories, and have it be much more positive, of a much more positive impact than just coming on here and talking about all the negative stuff that was going on, all the politics, all the yeah. the hatred and all this stuff. And I wanted to focus more on just pre- putting out p- 
positive content, putting out stories of people of, yes, they had tragedy in their life. They, yes, they, they had things going, but how they were able to overcome it and change their mm-hmm. lives. And that's what I wanted. It was like, you know what? This is what I really want is to be able to put mm-hmm. these stories out there and put these messages out there and, and just hopefully just touch one person's life. That's so cool. And it's, so been, cool. It's, it, it, it's, it's been just to see the growth, just to see from where I started at to where I'm at now, it's night and day. Oh, I bet. Yeah. It, my yeah. nephew was like, you, when, we, when, I, when I released the first episode, it was probably like five minutes long. <laughs> it, seriously, it was. It was, it was like five minutes long. It was like a little introduction and... And with each episode, it got longer. It got five, from five to seven to ten. And so once I started building up my confidence, I was able to do 35 minutes, 45 minutes, a couple of yeah. shows. There's a couple of shows that are probably like three hours long that I had to wow. do two parts, <laughs> two parts to it. <laughs> but you grow, you grow and you start developing your skills and you start developing your style and you're like, all right, this is these are the, now these are the questions that I want formulated and asked, and these, and so you start really structuring your show and start really learning your craft. Yeah, and it, and it takes you wanting to improve and learn and and ask the questions and start taking the courses and start networking with amazing people and and, and again not being afraid to ask questions. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. That's so good that you just kept going. And like you said, like, like what you just laid out, it just, it shows how like the confidence grows. Like that's case in point. Like so many people miss that. That's a lesson in itself. So you're probably going to really help people that want to learn something new to have that really that courage to step out. You know, I was thinking about like when we were kids, I remember like we were skateboarding and riding our bikes and all that stuff. And if you fell off, like everybody fell off, right? Everybody fell down, skinned up your knees and elbows, but we always got back up and got on our bikes, got on our skateboards and kept going. So what happened from when we were kids and we would fall to when we became adults and we would fall? Like something's wrong here, you guys. Like why is it now in our adult mind falling off the skateboard falling off the proverbial bicycle. Why is that like, okay, game over? (laughs) Like, why do we stop getting up? Like something has happened to shape our thinking to cause that. So we need to undo it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, It's a big thing that's different now than when we were kids. When we were kids, you, you were taught, Hey, you fall off the bike, pick yourself back up and get on and ride and pedal and do it. And so, now it's like if people are afraid to fail, mm-hmm. people are afraid to fall down. Yeah, and and that's not that's not how you that's not how you're gonna learn and grow. It, you have to take the risk. Like if had I not taken the risk of of recording and uploading, I would have never mm-hmm. built the confidence right that I have now. I would have never became the podcaster that I right. am now. And with every every day I'm just improving and improving as a podcaster, improving yeah. as a producer, improving, improving as a husband and, and, and a man with the lessons that I've learned from all the, the all the, the, the people I've been able to speak to. Yeah. All the people I've been able to learn from. Yeah. 
You know what I kind of think it could be? Tell me what you think about this. Because when we're kids, we're playing in the street and you fall down. Everybody sees you fall down mm -hmm. and everybody sees you get back up and keep going, right? Yeah. Is it because when we're adults, we fall down, we hide it and we don't get back up so nobody sees it? Or they see us fall down and they just don't see us get back up. So we're trained to think, oh, when you fall down, you don't get back up. You stay down or you go hide. What do you think of that? Yeah, no. I think I think we don't want people to see us fall down because they then they might judge us. Mm -hmm. They're like, "Oh, he failed. He he didn't." And and instead of looking at it as like, "All right, I fell down. Let me pick myself up, dust myself off, and, and try again, and and go at it again." And and yeah, and that's what life is. You go. You, listen. You you're gonna fall down. It's how you pick yourself up. Mm -hmm. and continue with your journey and continue to grind yeah. and do what you have to do to 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 basically live life i think that you and i are supposed to normalize falling down and getting back up yeah so that we can pass that baton okay are you in i'm in i'm in <laughs> cool no, beans. But, 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 no, but, that's, it, but that's what it is it, that's, yeah. that's why this conversation is being had yeah. So that people can listen and understand that. Listen, it's all right for you to fall. Yeah. It's okay. Totally. It's so cool. It, it's okay You're so you. fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're making it fun. <laughs> but I, it, you have, I, I just, you know what it is? I'm just me. I just, I'm just me. Yeah. I'm not trying to be someone else. I'm just, these are the conversations I love to have. Yeah. You, you, you're the people I want to speak to. You're the people I want to, I want to be able to share your messages the way you look at life. You look at life, hey, listen, yeah, I've, I've fallen into my life. I, I've picked myself up, and here I have a message to share with people to show you how I did it, how I've been able to pick myself up and and and, yeah. and, and, and not let whatever was in my past keep me back there. And, yeah. and, and every, all of us have it. All of us have that tragedy or whatever it is in our life that's holding us back. It's, it's not willing to face those those traumas in your life is what's keeping you back. Yep. So something you just said, I think was another golden ticket that it was about that getting up. It, like that is another golden ticket. You're dropping a lot of truth bombs here. My friend. Oh, I try to, I try, I try. <laughs> <laughs> I try. We keep going. We really will solve all the world's problems. <laughs> Well, it, awesome. it, 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 no, it's listen. It's a lot of a lot of the problems that we have personally, mm -hmm. and, and 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 we and a lot of people won't admit it is is self inflicted. Mm -hmm. But we won't. We 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 we're quick to blame everyone else. Yeah. Instead of looking within ourselves and realizing, like, hey, you're the cause of the root of 99.9% .9 of your problems. <laughs> yeah, quite often. I know there's somebody I really like to quote. Um, <clears throat> she came on my show a few years ago. Her name is Cy Wakeman. And she says, suffering is optional. And when she first said that, and I have a lot of respect for, for Cy. I, I think she's a, a, a modern day hero. I was like, Cy, that really pisses me off. Like that just pisses me off. Like it, 
it's not optional. <laughs> You're thinking in your head, like not, I didn't I'm choose, like, I didn't choose the stuff that happened to me. No. Like. Yeah. And, and of course in that respect, no, like that, that was yeah. not a choice, but it's, yeah. it's that, it's that mental place that we go to afterwards of when we're not staying in the truth. And a lot of times, like it's, it's not your fault because you haven't been taught that there's a different way to think. Yeah. But once you know that there's a different way to think, if you still choose not to and not to do that work, you're just robbing yourself. You're robbing the people that love you. You know, you're robbing the world of a gift because probably whatever your gifting is, you're not going to use it. You're not going to bring that into the world. So that's how you rob the world of the gift. And then you're a thief because you're robbing the world. That's a whole nother, whole nother topic. <laughs> no way. But it, it's, it's funny that you bring that, that. So there was a point when I felt I was being very selfish because I was enjoying these conversations too much. I was enjoying them. I was enjoying having these conversations with people who began this knowledge. And a guest pointed out to me, like, what, what's, what's so selfish about this? You're, the fact that you're learning and wanting to grow and develop, that's nothing but self-love. And the fact that you're sharing it with your audience, that shows that you're not selfish. It shows that you want them to improve. You want, you want to show, you're showing them love by being able to share these stories and these messages. So, it, so it, it, it kind of, it kind of like, oh, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't look at it that way. Yeah, that's it's really some, cool. Sometimes you think you you think of you're yes, you're doing something creative and positive, but for some reason you want to devalue it. You want to make it feel like, oh no, it's just wrong. Me wanting to improve. No, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you wanting to be better. That's almost like um, the person that starts to improve, and the naysayers and the bullies around them are like, "Oh, you th you think you're better than us because you're going to improve yourself?" It's like that's another yes. voice you have to tune out. Yeah, yeah, and and that's and that's what a lot of people start face is that they they want to transform and 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 improve, and then they start disconnecting from the people that aren't on that vibration, aren't mm -hmm. aren't aren't willing to change and grow and then they'll, they'll start attacking you they'll start being like mm -hmm. oh what because you're you're taking a course or because you're doing this or because you're doing that you think you're better than me mm -hmm. oh that i think i'm better than you is because i'm willing to change i'm willing to grow i'm willing to yeah. to not stay in the box i want to evolve i want to i want to make myself yeah. better every day oh Another I just thought drop. of, oh yeah, <laughs> because I'm not willing to stay in the box. It's like, like we could really go down the rabbit hole and talk about the dangers of staying in the box. Ooh, ooh, that's a painful yeah. place to be in the box. It is, but we're so we're so programmed that that's we think that it's oak. It's better to stay in the box. People really assume that it's better to stay in the box when yeah and 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 make fun and be like oh what and and say that you're weird and stuff because you mm -hmm. don't want to be complacent you don't want to stay in the norm yeah why why do we have to stay the norm we're none we're not the same we're all different so why do we have to stay the norm 
I think the box is so predictable that it becomes comfortable. Yeah. And, you know, growth means you're going to get out of your comfort zone. And that's really hard for a lot of people, especially if you don't have like-minded people around you to support that growth. Mm -hmm. I have a saying that you can't heal in the same environment that you were broken in. I'm sure there's there are those exceptions to that, but I think that's really true. That it was definitely true for me. I know you sometimes you need to um separate yourself from from that pain, from that situation yeah. and, and and those circumstances. Yeah. But it, it's it's again, people are afraid of making that change. Mm-hmm. People are afraid of of what people might think of them if they step out of the box. So we should really ask if you step out of the box, what's the worst thing that could happen? Mm. Cause there's, there's That's three question. questions. I know That's a there's question. a, That's a really good question. So the, the three questions that I really like when you're, you're facing some type of a big challenge, like you, it could even be like, you're afraid to give a presentation at work. Okay, what's the worst thing that could happen? What's the best thing that could happen? What's the likely thing that can happen? And the likely thing is typically kind of somewhere in the middle of the best case scenario and the worst, the worst case, case scenario. Yeah. yeah. Especially if it's like one of the first times you're going to give a presentation. Yeah. It's understandable that you're going to be nervous. You're going to be afraid. Mm-hmm. But it's once you start, it's like, one of the things that I, I want to start doing is is doing solo solo episodes like how mm. I kind of and I've I've kind of been doubting myself like mm, maybe I'm not capable of doing it but I've done a couple and, and I've improved with each one and it's it's shown me that I can do it I'm capable of doing it but I have to go in with the mindset that all right we, I need to re- make sure that I'm well prepared for what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can totally do it. I have no doubt in you. <laughs> I'm going to send you a bill for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, 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 I need to bill myself quite a few times. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be a rich man when you start billing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> But, oh, this has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for being the guest. But now is the time where you get the solo screen and you get to plug <laughs> away and you get to let people know where they can find you, everything. Here you oh. go. Oh, thank you so much. Hey, I'd love to hear from you. You can hit me up at Sharon at SharonHughes.net or just stop by my website, SharonHughes.net. And I'm going to leave you with this saying. This is my absolute favorite saying. Believing a lie is just as powerful as believing the truth. So make sure that you are staying in the truth, my friends. Thank you. Ah, you're muted. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun. You're awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. This is now this has been great. I I I've I've enjoyed this conversation a lot, and I and I've, I, honestly, within the last six months, six seven months to a year, I've, the show's been, the guests that I've been having on my show have been amazing. 
cool. The conversations that I've been able to have and the come and it's it's great the fact that if someone doesn't learn learn learns about me later on, I have a bunch of episodes and, and content that they can go back and mm. and but you have to because I I had to be consistent. I had to con- I had to continue to do it. Yeah. And, and and so being able to again, like I said, being able to do something that I love to do is a blessing. And I'm I just have a great time doing it, man. I I I, I wish people could define the spot that I'm in when I podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for using your talents and gifts with the world, my friend. Thank you for thank you for being a, a wonderful guest. <laughs> this has been awesome. Thank you. But don't leave just yet. Let me close out the show and we're gonna chat a little bit off the air. But um thank you once again for being a wonderful guest. Ah. Uh, okay, don't tell any other pod hosts. You're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, I won't tell them. I won't tell them. Be Telling all my secrets today. <laughs> all right. Let me get, uh, let me close it out. But uh, thank you once again. All right. So now it is time for shout outs. Big shout out to my real wise fam, Poppy J, Brandy J. Love you guys. Big shout out to the boss lady, Fina. Appreciate and love you, baby. Big shout out to Ben Southerth the third for coming through. Uh, big shout out to Facebook user one and two. I don't know who it is just yet, but thank you guys for coming by and showing some love. And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless y'all. Be safe. You know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out.